Hello and welcome, my name is Joseph Rice, I'm the managing partner of Honeycomb and today we are talking about the bias market. What we need to know, why it is important to understand the bias market and how can we take advantage of that knowledge and these pieces of information we are talking about right now. Here it is. We need to understand what it means to operate in a bias market. We can't do the things that we did 10 years ago or 20 years ago or even 10 months ago because the power has shifted from the sell side to the buy side. Buyers today are very sophisticated, very knowledgeable and very savvy in terms of gathering the information that they need in order to make a decision. Now, how can we take advantage of that knowledge? It has a lot to do with our sales methodology, our sales approach, but also the marketing side of things, which we will cover a little bit later. Let's dig right in to the buyer's market. Now, let's just imagine this green bubble is the market and we can divide the market into, obviously, non-buyers. Non-buyers are per definition content with what they are doing right now. They have solutions in place, they don't feel any pain, they don't have any need, maybe they don't have a budget. The bottom line is non-buyers will not buy from us anytime soon. So we should not focus our attention of attracting non-buyers into our universe. Now, having said that, of course, maybe further down the line in six months time, 12 months time, maybe even two years time, these non-buyers convert into buyers and then having our solutions, our brand, our products and services in the back of their minds, that is helpful. But that is, of course, the marketing side of things. Today, we talk about sales and sales only because it's just fun. So we need to understand in the market, there are non-buyers who are content with what they are doing right now. Doesn't mean that they have no pain. They can have a pain, but they are content with the pain. The pain is not big enough to facilitate a change intent. Most of those non-buyers are either not aware of gaps that they have in their current setup, or they are aware of gaps in their current setup. And if they are aware of gaps, they are fine with the internal solutions that they have. Hence, they fall into the category of non-buyers. To recap that, non-buyers are either aware that there are gaps, but they have no intent to change the status quo, or they are not aware of gaps. And the gap I'm talking about is basically the gap between where they are right now and where they want to be in six months time, 12 months time. Now, on the other side, we have potential buyers who are dissatisfied with their status quo. Now, let's have a look at what is going on on this side of the equation. 
We know that these organizations, these potential buyers, these prospects have identified a problem within their organization, within their strategy, within their setup, their infrastructure, their plan. So they know that they have a problem. Hence, they are aware of a potential gap between where they are right now and where they want to be further down the line. A crucial thing to realize and to remember is also that they have identified a problem. They are dissatisfied with their status quo. And that also means that the resources they have available are insufficient. So they have become aware that the resources they have and work with have become insufficient to fill the gap of where they are right now to where they want to go. And that is a crucial point that we need to have in any prospect, in any potential buyer in any potential deal. Because if a prospect of yours can deal with the gap and with the issues that they have with internal resources, why would they ever consider bringing in an external solution, a new solution, a new workflow, new processes and a new vendor? So that's important to understand. Once the potential buyer is at a point that they go out into the market and gather information about possible solutions and possible vendors, they have realized a we have a problem, B, we need support because C, the resources we have available at the moment are not sufficient anymore to support our objectives. And here's the thing, they are already scanning the market for solutions once they have reached that point. So most sales organizations that I've seen over the past 25 years have an outbound approach cold calling, cold outreach, mailings, email marketing, and so forth. And that is basically a spray and pray approach because you don't know the situation on the buy side. You don't know whether they fall into the non-buyer category or the buyer category. And if they fall in the buyer category, they might have identified a problem, but maybe the available resources are sufficient enough to support what they are doing right now. So they automatically fall back into the non-buyer category. So it's very important to always remember that the buyers nowadays have a lot of information at hand. They have the internet, they have LinkedIn, they have social media, they have your website, they have your white paper, but not only yours, they have that for all the competitor in your sector. It's worth acknowledging that the biggest competitor for you as a vendor trying to sell into this company are their internal resources. That's the biggest change prohibitor that we found over the past 25 years. The biggest competitor that you have are the internal resources that your prospects have within their organization. Only if they have realized that these resources have become insufficient, they will go out into the market. And most organizations have a very proactive approach, scanning what is available, 
and then picking and choosing the conversations they want to have with the vendors and the solutions they've identified. Now, if you think about that, the buy side is so well prepared. You have to generate demand and awareness so that when the time is right, you will be in the back of their minds on top of the list and they inquire about you. And just imagine that once they pick up the phone or get in touch with you, they have done their due diligence already. Now that puts the sell side in a very passive position, which kind of contradicts what we learned about sales, which is a more proactive approach, making that call, writing that email, reaching out proactively. Now, we are now in a position where buyers proactively reach out to us once they understand that what we can provide is of value to them. Now, that's a very complex change in behavior, which not a lot of sales organizations adapt to. So let's have a look at these in terms of their change threshold. Now, as we can imagine, a non-buyer who is not aware of any gaps in their current setup, in their current infrastructure, has the highest change threshold. It takes a lot of education and it takes a lot of pain for them to have the intention to change the status quo. Non-buyers who are aware of gaps but have internal solutions have still a high change threshold. Now, on the marketing side of things, these non-buyers, these two category of non-buyers can easily turn into buyers when their circumstances and situation changes. That is why demand generation is very important because we provide and promote our value proposition out into the market. Now, on the other side, we have the buyer category who have identified a problem, who have realized their internal or in-house resources have become insufficient to bridge the gap and this category has the lowest change threshold. On the contrary, they are most likely proactively reaching out into the market, scanning the market, gathering intelligence and information about different solutions and different vendors already. Now, what's the learning of all of this? The learning is that there is a market out there and we have to be very specific in who we target. We have to remember that there are buyers and non-buyers out there, but we also have to distinguish between these categories and what happens in each individual category that facilitates change or prohibits change. Now, I hope this illustration has made it a little bit clearer to you how your potential market could look like and where to put your effort in and where to put your attention. If you have any questions about that, please visit us at honeycombagency.co.uk or send us an email at consulting at honeycombagency.co.uk. My name is Joseph Rice. I'm the managing partner of Honeycomb. Thank you very much for your time and see you next time.